Hi there, this is Pastor Ronnie Allen here at Omega Church. I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. If this is your first time listening, we want to say thank you for joining us. We hope this message equips you to follow God's voice. We believe that if you're searching, today your search is over. Thanks for being with us and enjoy. Say this with me out loud. I clear my mind and I open my heart. I promise you, if you've followed me at at all or listened to me more than one time, I am a no-nonsense preacher. Zona and I both are. We just get straight to the point. And sometimes we reveal to you our own mistakes and shortcomings. We do that for a reason. Uh, You know, you ever had someone that told you, don't do this? Well, that's why I reveal those stupid things and embarrass myself okay so I'm going to challenge you so that's I I I want to do that all right I'm setting that up so we're going to talk today about divine order again the law of divine order we see that from the very book of Genesis the very beginning and in Genesis chapter 1 and I'm just quoting it just for a moment we see that In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void darkness. In other words, we could use it like this. Darkness could be uh, uh, metaphorically referring to being ignorant, not knowing. When I say ignorant, it doesn't mean that you're stupid. You know what stupid is, don't you? It's when you're told the truth and you ignore it. That's stupid. But when you've not been told the truth, then you're ignorant. That means you have not been uh, available. It hadn't been available to you. So when the earth was without form and void and darkness covered the face of the deep. We could say it this way. Darkness can cover a person's life where they're ignorant of spiritual things. They don't know. That's what we live in. We live in a world like that right now. The whole world is full of darkness and it's obscurity and they're stumbling around in the dark and anybody that follows them is following a blind person and Jesus said if the blind follow the blind they both the the leader and the follower fall into the ditch okay Jesus uh, well, let me put it. Th- let me keep going to the next. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. The Spirit of God moved, and God said, "Let there be light." We could say it another way: Let there be knowledge and understanding of what God knows to fill the whole earth. It parallels to what Jesus came to do. Jesus came, and He is the light of the world. Those that follow him, follow him. And Jesus says, when, when I leave, you're going to be the light of the world. Why? Because you're following him. You follow? Everybody follow? Okay. All right. I, wanna, I, wanna follow, I want you to follow in your thinking right now. Because we're going to talk about in divine order. God starts setting things up in order of the way he created it to operate. Now, we know Adam and Eve fell in the Garden of Eden and, and, and it brought chaos upon, chaos upon the earth. But it also brought chaos into human reasoning. That a law that I'm going to talk about today is the law of reasoning. Now, many charismaniacs, full gospel, tongue-talking people, which I am one, have absolutely thrown out reasoning. Okay? And the book of Isaiah, listen to this, because I want you to get this. The book of Isaiah. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 1 so you can see this. So you know that I'm not pulling this out of thin air. Isaiah. And... uh, I said chapter 1. It's not chapter 1. It's actually, I'm sorry. I made a mistake, guys. I think it's Isaiah 54. Maybe it is Isaiah 1. Let's just find out. 
And it is not, yes, it is. It's Isaiah 1.18. Okay. That lets you know that Pastor Ronnie has to check and double check. Okay. Isaiah 1.18, listen to this. He says, come, let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Okay, so here's the phrase. God says, come, let us reason together. Now, let's talk about reasoning for just a moment because I want to take you to the book of Acts here in just a moment. But the word reasoning means a cause, explanation, or justification for an action or event. Let me give that to you again. A cause, explanation, or justification for an action or event. I'm going to give you several definitions here because I want to get down to a specific thing, okay? In connection with that, it gives you some other things to, with that definition, it gives you some other things to put together with it. A premise of an argument in support of a belief. Many Christians don't even know why they believe what they believe. They have no explanation, and they cannot support or justify what they believe. Why? Because they've not reasoned. Here's the thing that I want you to grab with that understanding. All of us have been conditioned by fallen human nature and this world system not to reason. I'll get further into that in a moment. It also means a good or obvious cause to do something. I want you to get that. A good reasoning is a good or obvious, obvious, everybody say obvious, Obvious. (laughs) cause to do something. Now, here's the second definition. All of those go underneath the first definition. But here's the second definition. We're going to get, this is going to get really good. It's good now, but it's going to get really good. Here's the second definition. The power of the mind to think, understand, and form judgments by a process of logic. Are you with that? I want to give that to you. That's really good. The power of the mind to think, understand, and form judgments by a process of logic. Every time that I hear people say this statement, it really frustrates me as a pastor. Because they say, well, you're not supposed to judge. The Bible doesn't say that. You're not supposed to judge the motivations of an individual, but you are supposed to judge right from wrong. You are supposed to have a discernment there and to be able to say, that's wrong and don't do it. Or that's right and do it. So whenever a person says, you're not supposed to judge, that is an excuse for us not to be spirit-led or to discern by the word of God, and to be sensual driven. In fact, the Bible tells us that Jesus came, and he came, and as he grew, he had distinction to be able to distinction what is right and what is wrong. Here's the, great, here's the great myth that has been told and taught by religion, conditioned again. Is that 
you're going to sin, and you're going to sin daily. You don't have to be sinning on a daily basis. But in order to, do, to, to not do so, you will have to learn to be spirit-led. Now, always remember this. The Holy Spirit can't lead you because the Spirit and the Word agree. You have to be Word-fed to be Spirit-led. If you're not Word-fed, you can't be Spirit-led. Because you won't be able to distinguish the voice of the Holy Spirit. They agree. Everybody with that? Okay. Let me get down. I'm not finished with these definitions yet. This is this. Reasoning is what is right, practical, or possible. Still in connection with this definition, the second part of this definition, common sense. One's sanity. Do you realize that sin is insanity? Why would you, you have a passion or a desire inside your physical body to eat a whole pie in one setting? That's not reasonable. You're not, you're not thinking with any kind of reasoning. You're being sensual driven. Why would, I never forget, I never forget Norval Hayes. Norval Hayes has passed on to be with Jesus and he's a great Bible teacher. He taught on faith most of the time. But I remember him telling that he went to a prison to teach or, or to preach, to minister to the inmates. And he said he was praying, Lord, what am I going to say? And the Holy Spirit, as soon as he got up there, the Holy Spirit looked out there and says, you need to repent because that thing that has driven you to rape an old woman when you have a young wife at home. Woo! Boy, all of a sudden, everybody, in, he got their attention like slapping them upside the head. Here you got somebody, you, you, you're supposed to be nice. It had to jar their thinking. What is that? Sin is insanity. See, the devil made Eve question God, which took her out of spiritual reasoning. Instead of talking to God, now she's listening to the devil explain God and his intentions of not eating of that tree of knowledge of good and evil. Why didn't she go to the source that created the tree? Do you know that you, you realize that that's where we're living at today? You got one group that wants to go to the almighty government who is driven by a bunch of people in darkness. They're wanting to take our right to choose to follow God. They want government to be God. Here's the sad thing. Some people that call themselves Christian are taking it hook, line, and sinker. Why? Because we have no understanding. Common sense. Everybody say common sense. God is sane. The devil is insane. And when Adam and Eve fell in the garden, we took upon that nature of the devil, which causes us to reason like him in darkness. Jesus came to give us the light of his glorious gospel, whereby he can shed light on us, and guess what? 
At first, how many of you ever had somebody when you're asleep in the middle of the night, when it's still dark, come in and flip the light on? You want to flip something, all right. You're going like this, turn that light up, man. I mean, you're arguing with it until finally you, you're, you've been asleep in the dark. Are you following? When somebody first flips the light on, you, you're going to rebel against it. You're, that's, that's fallen human nature. It's just going to punch out. With, we want to punch it out with God. How long did God have to send somebody your way with the gospel before you finally received the light of that gospel? You rebelled against it. You shunned it. You tried to push it away. But the spirit of truth was there to open up your understanding. You follow what I'm saying now? That's exactly what's going on now in our generation. Wow. Uh, I, I was wanting to make a lot of progress. I, I am. We're, we're digging right here. Go with me to the book of Acts. Chapter 3. And this, this verse, the Holy Spirit, when I say the Holy Spirit, I'm not saying that uh, he, his, he spoke to me inside here. It's a still, small voice. That's why what Nita said is so important. Sometimes you've got to get quiet to hear God. You're too busy. And we, it, it, our society is designed for us to be too busy, so we don't reason with God. Are you following me? And so I'm, I'm praying, you know, and sometimes I get to the point of saying, God, what, what, what do you want me to talk about? I'm sure everybody's tired of me talking. I get tired of me talking. Okay? And he said, Ronnie, if you'll, if you'll let, just let me they won't get tired of what you're saying if you get you out of the way. So I'm asking him, what do you want me to say? And all of a sudden, just when I say all of a sudden, gradually, this verse that we're fixing to read came to me. And there's a lot here. Go with me right now to Acts chapter 3. This is after Peter, the guy was at the... at the synagogue, and he was out there begging for alms, and, 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 and Peter said, Silver and gold have I none. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. Took him by the hand and jerked him up on his feet, and he started walking. Now it caused such an uproar in, in, in the temple that guess what? Uh, they want to know what's happening, okay? And Peter's giving an explanation to them and telling them, this is not by our own goodness that this happened. And he begins to explain that Jesus of Nazareth, whom you crucified, that was prophesied, that your fathers crucified. And verse 17, this is what he says. And it came to pass in the last days. Uh, and it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, and I will pour out my spirit upon... What? Chapter 3, sorry. All right. And, and now, brethren, I would that... Through ignorance, through what? Ignorance. You did this, as did your rulers. As did your rulers. In ignorance, you didn't know, you were blinded. Follow? Now, pay attention right here. I, uh, the book of Hosea says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Another word for a lack of knowledge is what? Ignorance. Now, when truth is a, 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 a brought to someone, and the word of God is absolute truth, because the word and God are one of the same. God is absolute. There's no shadow or fickleness in him. There's no shadiness in him. He's absolute. And I want you to get that. You have to get that. He's absolute. You have to make the written word of God absolute final authority in your life if you're, gonna, if you're going to progress in, in any kind of Christianity. Right. But a 
after the truth has been presented, some people ignore it. Ignorance, listen carefully, when it comes to receiving from God, get this, understand. How many of you heard that ignorance of the law is no excuse? How many of you ever heard that phrase? Well, it's true. I mean, you, you can go down there and say, well, I, I, I ran the red light and, and I, I didn't know. Or let me rephrase it. Let me, let me do better than that. You can be going 70 in a 55 and they give you a ticket. You go down to defend yourself. Well, I didn't know I was going 70 in a 55. Ignorance is no excuse. It will be $300, thank you. You follow me? Ignorant, when it comes to your relationship with God, receiving from God, ignorance is no excuse. You have to understand in the new creation, God operates through a law called faith. Faith that he's talking about here when he says that is not human confidence. It's faith is a spiritual substance that you get from listening to the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Okay. If you're not hearing the word of God and you're hearing something else, then guess what? You're not operating in God's law of faith. Then you have difficulty from receiving from God. And then when you don't receive from God and you say, God, where are you? What's happening? How come this is not working? Why you leave me? No, he didn't leave you. You stopped listening. He wants to talk to you, but you're just too busy about your life, and you've been conditioned that way. The more modern conveniences that we have, the less we think. <laughs> the less you reason, and the more busy you become, and the more busy you become, the less you think, and the less you reason. Now we have a whole social movement in our generation that we want you to go to higher education, but we don't want you to think for yourself. Anything that opposes you think that opposes what the status quo of attitude is in our generation you're disregarded. Listen, two plus two equals four. How many of you know that's reasonable? Because it's based on what? Truth. But if you, if you don't learn to think and something just repeated to you over and over and over again, you get to the point you believe it because it's repeated. Has no proof behind it. It's just repeated over and over and over again. Now, listen carefully. That's how the spirit of communism stripped countries of their freedom. You say, well, I knew you was going to touch politics. What, you don't think that's going to affect your Christianity? What's wrong with you? If a communistic spirit gets a hold of this nation... It's going to, first thing it's going to go after is the churches that speak the word of God. Do you not understand that? Not if you don't think. Listen to what I'm going to say to you right here. The vaccine is not about your health. The vaccine is about conditioning you. That's why I said you got to be spirit-led. I'm not telling you to take it or not take it. And for all of you that think that I am anti-vaccine, I've had my vaccine. But that was before I thought. <laughs> because now it's not sufficient. You got to have a booster. 
And now they're thinking about you got to have it every three months. And it doesn't guarantee that I won't wind in a ho- up in the hospital with the same thing that I was vaccinated from. I ain't stupid. Now remember what stupidity is. Listen, when, when you smell smoke, a flame will appear. You see, God's given you the ability to reason, common sense. All right. He said, out of ignorance, you crucified the Lord. Y'all want me to move on. I know. You want me to read the Bible. Don't say anything politically again, Pastor Ronnie. Ain't going to happen. I'm going to read the Bible, and then I'm going to address it to politics. All right. (laughs) I love y'all. Okay. He said, out of ignorance, you did this. But those things which God before showed by the mouth of all his prophets, had they been listening to the prophets through the ages, they would have known this. But they weren't listening to it. That generation got busy in their rituals and did not hear God. That Christ should suffer, he hath so fulfilled. So Jesus has come and he's fulfilled what the prophet said. You would have discerned Jesus being here on earth had you listened to the prophets. Now stay with this. Verse 19, this is the verse that God gave me, and I want, you to, I want you to stay with it. Repent ye therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. I'm going to continue reading through verse 23, come back to 19. And he shall send Jesus Christ, which, w- which before was preached unto you, whom the heavens must receive until. I'm going to give you just a little clue here for your own Bible study because it's significant through this time. Watch this. Whom the heaven must receive until the time of times of restitution of all things, which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. For Moses truly said unto the fathers, A prophet uh, uh, shall the Lord your God raise up unto you of your brethren like unto me. Him shall ye hear in all things. Underline that. In how many things? All. All things. Every aspect, every avenue, personally, politically, publicly, socially, financially, uh, health, everything. Marriage. Everything. Him shall you hear. Uh, In all things whatsoever he shall say unto you. Verse 23. And it shall come to pass that every soul which will not hear that prophet shall be destroyed from among the people. That's pretty blunt, isn't it? Now, let's go back to verse 19, because there's a pattern here, a principle. And verse 19 says, Repent ye therefore and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out. I'm going to take it and, and dissect it just at a time, okay? Repent therefore and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out. Now, let's go back to what we were talking about, logic. Logic is a system. A system is an orderly method by which a person reasons. And if you understand the law of reasoning, and it's a law that establishes that system. Do you follow me? If you throw out reasoning, your logic, logic is how you conclude or you solve a problem. Logic is thrown out the window. It's it's chaotic, in other words. Do you know that many people 
Many Christians, as, 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 as all of us, we, we've all done this. How many, you know, a, a, a year ago, I don't, I, I'm ashamed to tell you, okay? How many of you know that your fingers and a trailer hitch and a trailer ball, it's very important that you reason Everybody here? Okay. When you, Nita's talking about it. When you get busy and you don't think, you get your finger caught between the trailer ball and the trailer hitch. Anybody here? Well, if you, listen, I can relate. In case you don't know, that happened to me a year ago. I had to have two operations just to save my finger. And then I got mad at myself for doing such a stupid thing. Everybody say stupid. I know you don't like that word, but what is stupidity? Stupidity is when you've been presented with the truth and you ignore it because you are being driven. I was being driven by a sense of time. Guess what? Guess what? Because I was driven by that, instead of using logic for the moment, it cost me more time. Anybody with me? You understand what we're talking about? It's important that you reason. And a lot of Christians don't want to reason. And let me get, I'm going to give you a prime example. As a pastor, and I've been in the ministry, my God, I've been in and around the ministry all my life. And sometimes I have a hard time being sympathetic to some people because of the way I've been raised. I've been raised around the Word of God. And I've, I've pastored for decades now. And so I have to remember that some people have never been taught to think. And let me tell you, thinking can be difficult. We've been conditioned that we want entertainment everywhere. You know what entertainment means? It means for you to try to unhook from thinking, problem solving, so your mind doesn't have to work. Oh, shut me down because I'm preaching so good. And so everything is there. Do you realize how much we love entertainment in America? At the cost of our reasoning. We can't reason. I even watch the news today. Well, I don't watch it any, you know, really much anymore. I choose who I'm going to listen to. And most of the local and national news is cut off. Because I got to know the source by which it comes because most of it is propaganda. It doesn't, even, it doesn't even add up. But we believe it because it's on the ABC, NBC, CBS, or The View. Okay? I, I don't know why anybody listened to The View. I, I really don't. There, there's no reasoning there. It's nothing, none of it's based on truth. It's all sensual driven. It's knowledge that's in darkness and it's sensual driven and it wants to, it's not satisfied with being stupid itself. It wants to make everybody else stupid with them. You say, well, Pastor Ronnie, you picked on my favorite. Thank God I'm challenging you. Because you follow them, you're going to go straight to hell and not even collect $200. Do you know animals think better than some human beings? They can reason better. They know that a male and a female are not the same. But human beings don't. That's that insanity of fallen human nature. 
That's why Jesus came. He came to save us from that nature so we can think in line with God. And there are scriptures from what I'm saying. How many of you ever heard this that, about the mind of Christ? Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. You ever heard of that phrase? Okay. Did you know that it says that we have the mind of Christ? One place it says, let this mind be in you. Kind of like God saying, let there be light. And then the next, another place says, we have the mind of Christ. Do you know every time we get to read the Bible, we get to see how God thinks? And what I love about the Bible is it's all full of reasoning. It helps you to see how little man thinks and how great God thinks. And God gives you the privilege to think in line with him. That's what salvation is all about. God didn't just save you to take you to heaven when you die. He came to put heaven in you so you can align your life with heaven and give you heaven on earth even though hell is all around you. When you look at the life of Jesus, you can see that hell was all around him, but he was in constant communication with heaven, the heavenly father. Jesus said, I'm smart enough. I'm, I'm paraphrasing this. I'm smart. He's telling this general, I'm smart enough. He's telling this to the Pharisees. I'm smart enough to hear what my father says and say it. I'm smart enough to see what my father's doing and do it. I'm not going to be like you ignoramuses. I'm getting into preaching now, ain't I? That's what he was saying to that generation. That, that, gener that generation of leaders, political and spiritual leaders of that generation were so full of corruption. They had unjust balances, just like today. They exempted themselves from the same laws that they were imposing on someone else. And they hated Jesus because he disrupted you understand? He disrupted their status quo, and they were trying to kill him. Are you following this? And Jesus said, I've come to give you some heavenly reasoning. Oh, man. He said, repent. The word, in order to repent. Now, I know that the, when you... The word convert absolutely means after you have repented. You've converted. In other words, you've changed. You follow? But repentance is a process. It's not bawling and squalling at the altar. Now listen carefully. Because you regret at doing something wrong. That's called godly sorrow. And the Bible says godly sorrow leads you to repent. In other words, it leads you into the process of change. Godly sorrow is great. Listen, I was sorry about this finger. Getting caught between the trailer and the trailer ball. Believe me, I was sorry in a hurry. Just remember this. People don't do, or let me rephrase it. They don't change until the pain of not changing is greater than the pain of changing. Brother, I, I repented real quick. I said, Lord, have mercy on this ignoramus. It's exactly what I said. My finger was on that trailer ball away from my hand. God had mercy. I even got a fingernail. Okay? My point is, my logic went out the window because I wasn't reasoning. I was driven by a time schedule. 
See what I'm saying? And so the law of reasoning was thrown out. I didn't take time to think. Well, how many things have happened in our life? How many things financially has happened in your life like that? Well, I just got to buy it because it's on sale. You know there'll be a sale next week. <laughs> They're always going to be trying to sell you something. Okay? And so guess what you do? You throw logic out the window. I got to buy it today. I got to buy it today. I don't have the money, but I'm going to put it on the credit card, and I'm going to save 10% so I can pay 18% interest. <laughs> you see what I'm talking about? Reasoning went out the window, and now your logic is not driven by reasoning. It's driven by sensualness. See, we can justify our own stupidity, but listen carefully. Excuses don't mean they're reasonable. There are justified excuses, but they're in line with reason. And when reason's out the window, you can come up with all kinds of excuses but it doesn't mean it's excusable. It has to fall within reason. Are y'all understanding? The law of reasoning. God give us the ability to reason. <laughs> Logic is a system. It's an orderly method. Now listen carefully. When we throw out the law of reasoning, we become in a state of disorder. To, and a state of disorder is due to the disregard of the law. So if we throw out the law of reasoning, then our logic is in disorder. There'll be Christians that will come up with excuses to God. I'm, gonna, I'm, I am, I'm stepping in it now. I'm stepping right in the middle of it. You cannot biblically... Now, you can get everybody's opinion with you, but biblically, you will never be able to stand before God and vote for somebody that kills babies. Because God is life. He is life. Why would he want you to go to that voting booth and vote death? You're not, you're not using God's ability to reason with the word of God. You're, you, you're driven by your senses and habitual behavior that you've been conditioned to do. Jesus came to give us freedom to think in line with him. Qualifying you to live on a scale that's different than fallen human nature. And some people say, well, but Pastor Ronnie, you're getting emphatic. It's, you're thinking political party. In fact, you need to check out their platforms. Do a little history search. On their, their platforms and where they came from, that, that political group came from. What they stood for throughout history to in order to reason what you're doing. Now, 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 Brother Ronnie, so-and-so's a good old boy. Uh, so-and-so, as a politician, can lie to you. Haven't you understood that yet? They, 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 they can lie. Wow. Oh, Jesus, thank you, Lord. All right, you, you got that? Repentance. It's a turnaround. It starts in your thinking in order to convert your action. Now, why did he say to do this? He said that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Now, listen very carefully. Listen, listen to this. The, when, 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 <clears throat> when the presence of the Lord shows up, 
and you have justified being stupid, which is ignoring the truth when presented. When you do that, the sense of God's presence will make you feel shame. When it was intended to rejuvenate you. Let me put it another way. If sin was in this room, let's say sin was a person, and sin was in this room, and the presence of the almighty, righteous, holy God steps into this room, who do you think is going to leave? Who's going to look for a way out of this room? When the light turns on, darkness runs. Darkness has never overcome the light. The light has always made darkness flee. So what I'm saying is that the spirit of darkness on our reasoning, he's telling us, repent. Turn your thinking around and be converted in your actions so when the presence of the Lord that he sends to refresh you doesn't become your condemnation. God doesn't condemn anybody. It's man's reasoning, it's man's actions, it's man's sin that condemns him. Are you following what I'm saying? God wants when he shows up for you to have a reunion with him, an embracement, a fellowship. But when we have been driven by this world system to be sensually driven instead of being led by his spirit to change the way we think and to change our actions, if we don't allow that to operate in us now, then when his presence shows up, you're going to be condemned. Now, let me give you a prime example. This is what we don't want to talk about. Very few times it's ever talked about. We, we talk, and let me tell you, it needs to be talked about more because this may happen in our generation. In the book of Acts, people were so enthralled with the gospel that they were selling their property and giving it all to God. It was not a requirement. Did you get that? It was something that they did with the freedom of their heart. Okay. There was a couple that showed up to one church meeting where they were gathering to enjoy the presence of God to bring refreshment. And this husband and wife had sold a piece of property And their intent, their purpose, their first intent, the reason why they did it is because everybody else was doing it. You follow? And so they were going to give that money to God. Instead, after they sold that property, they got to looking at the money. And so they gave a portion to God. And uh, Peter said, uh, the, the, the husband showed up first, Ananias. He shows up first. And he says, uh, Ananias, the Holy Spirit was there. And he said, Ananias, did you sell this property for such and such? He said, yes. And he said, you didn't lie to me. You lied to the Holy Ghost. And he said, you know what? They're going to carry you out. And there's going to be six of them. Y'all get that? And he fell dead instantly. And they carried him out. His wife comes in later and he said, Sapphira, did y'all sell this property for such and such money? She said, yes. 
He said, you didn't lie to me. You lied to the Holy Ghost. And the same guys that carried your husbands out are going to carry you out. And instantly she fell dead. This is in the New Testament, by the way. In the book of Acts. My point is, our pursuit is to live in line with God. It is not to do our own thing and try to get God to fix what we want done. Have I arrived? No. My pursuit and all of our pursuits as believers should be to live, to think, act, and reason with the influence of the Holy Spirit, the great teacher. He's there. Jesus sent him. He's in the earth. Jesus is on the throne. But the Holy Spirit, his spirit that raised him from the dead is in the earth to come live inside of the believer and to be his teacher and live and abide with them forever. To teach him what? To think like Christ. To talk like Christ. To walk like Christ. To do the things that Christ did the same way that Jesus said, what I see my father do, that's what I do. What I hear him say, that's what I'm going to say. That's what the great teacher's for. In other words, getting us to reason in line with God. That's why he said that. Now, let me give you this last place to go. And I am not, I, want, I just want you to read it because it's, it's too powerful. Romans chapter 8. Verse number one. There is therefore now no condemnation. I've heard many Christians say that. Well, there's no condemnation, Pastor Ronnie. That's, you better read the rest of it. There is therefore now no condemnation to those which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. There is condemnation today. And it's, in the, and it's in the flesh. If you walk after the flesh, I don't care how many times you show up at this building. You walk after the flesh, you're going to be condemned. You're going to be condemned just like the rest of the world. You have to learn to walk by the Spirit. Verse 2. For the law of the Spirit life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death for what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending His own Son, in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. Where did he put, where did he condemn sin? In the flesh. Fleshly, fleshly, sensual driven. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Now watch verse 5. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. They reason like the flesh. Okay, But they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. In other words, if you learn to be Spirit-led and reason with the Holy Spirit, and what's the Holy Spirit going to reason you with? The word, of, the word of God. For the carnal mind is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Reasoning like Jesus. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. That word enmity means hostile. It's hostile to God. For it's not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. And I'm going to leave you on the positive note. Verse 9. But you're not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be, the spirit of God dwells in you. Dwell, lives in you. In other words, if he's living his life through you, you're in the spirit. But you have to be disciplined by him. Now, I want to give you one, one last thing. Thank you, Jesus. Remember Acts chapter 3, verse 19. Repent. 
and be converted that your sins may be blotted out. So when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Would you put that on the message translation? I appreciate it if you would, guys, because I don't have it up here. You got it? Okay. I don't see it. Okay. Let me give it to you. Breakdown. Okay, here we go, because I want to read it to you. Got to take my glasses off to see it. I, I feel a healing coming on. Now it is the time to change the way, your ways. Turn to face God so you can wipe away your sins. Pour out, and pour out showers of blessing to refresh you. And send you the Messiah, the pro, he prepared for you, namely Jesus. Watch this. For the time being, he must remain out of sight in heaven until everything is restored to order again. The law of divine order. Now listen very carefully. God is dealing with this generation. This generation. We're approaching the time of the appearing of Jesus and he's talking to this generation. Let me put you in order. I cannot come until this generation of believers lets me put their life in order. We have chaos going all around us and the chaos going around us should not be in us. The world should not dictate what you believe. If you as a believer are allowing that to happen, then guess what? You're not being spirit-led. You're being fleshly, sensually driven with the rest of the world. This is the time to learn to be spirit-led. To do so, you're going to have to distinguish what's being said in our generation and judge it. Am I going to take that or not? We got churches now that will absolutely throw the Bible out just to accept a crowd of people and help them to remain comfortable in their sin. And guess what? The power of God's not going to show up there to, pres uh, to, to refresh them. I thank God because if he did show up, there'd be a lot of dead bodies. God is a holy God. He loves man. And the Bible says there's coming a time he ain't always going to strive with man. That means he's not always going to argue with us. You know when he said that? Before the floods came. And the Bible said, Jesus said, in the last days it's going to be as it was in the days of Noah. We're coming to a time where God's not going to argue with us about it anymore. That's why it's very important. Now, I'm going to do something a little bit different today. We're going to start having these more often. But if the Holy Spirit is convict, I didn't say condemn, I said convicting you or convincing you that you've got some area in your life that's been, you've not yielded to Holy Spirit reasoning and he's convicting you over it. I want you to get down here very quickly. I mean, move. Get, come down here to the front because we're going to deal with it. Glory to God. Now, you that are viewing by live stream, we don't want you to be left out. Maybe you're at a place where you're not driving, don't do it while you're driving. But if you're, if you if, pull over to the side of the road if you're driving. If you're at home or 
you can stand up. Okay? Because God wants to deal with these issues because he's, he's fixing to show up and he wants to bring refreshment to this generation that's been beat up, demoralized, lied to, deceived, manipulated. He wants to show up and refresh your soul. Glory to God. Father, we thank you right now in the name of Jesus. I pray for everyone that has come. You're not condemning anybody. You came to set us free from all that so that we, by the conviction of the Holy Spirit, the influence of the Holy Spirit, his reasoning can live the life that Jesus paid for. This is what I want you to do. Just lift your hands to heaven. And I'm going to just lead you into praying. Say, Heavenly Father, I present myself to you. Help me to reason the way Jesus reasoned by the influence of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, take the written word of God, make it alive in my heart so that I can reason to distinguish right from wrong. Help me not to be influenced by the world, but to be influenced by you. I submit myself to you. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for forgiving me, helping me change the way I think. Help me to think in line with your word. Thank you, Jesus, for giving your, your mind to me. I receive the mind of Christ in the name of Jesus on these matters in my life. Thank you, Lord, for loving me. Now, I'm going to pray for you. Father, I thank you. You see the humbleness of spirit. Thank you, Lord, that they yielded to you. They came down here and they stood and they did it in front of everybody. They did this, Jesus, because they truly want to hear from you. Now, Father, I pray right now that they hear your voice, knowing that they will know it. When they hear it, they'll say, that's God talking to me. And they hear your voice and the voice of another they won't follow. Father, I thank you that you will give them the boldness and the courage to follow you when it may go against the grain of society. But Father, they will never have to look back with regret. They will know that they followed the truth and the truth made them free. Father, I thank you for visiting them with encouragement today that they are going to take heart. Glory be to God. You're going to make an overcomer out of them. And they don't believe in a weak gospel. They believe in the strong gospel that sets them free. Thank you, Father, for your grace. Now, Father, I thank you right now. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. We just worship you. Praise you. Thank you. Glory be to God. We're not going to be led astray because we're hearing your voice. We know it. We're going to follow you. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Now, would the rest of you please stand with me? Father, as we leave this place today, I pray this over everyone in the sound of my voice that they hear your voice, that your influence surrounds them like a shield and follows them wherever they go. And that they hear your voice and the voice of another they won't follow. Thank you, Father, that you have given your angels charge over them, their families, their properties, and their goods, and you've given us the name of Jesus to invoke, which we do right now, and we declare in the mighty name of Jesus there'll be no tragedy named among any of us.
Father, we thank you that you fill us so full of your love that as we go out into the world and we live our everyday lives, that every person that we come in contact with, that your love just oozes out of us and touches them. Lord, we give you the praise and the thanksgiving in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen. amen. Glory to God. Give somebody a high five. Thank you for joining us today. I'd like to say thank you for all those who give and support this ministry. I pray that you've been blessed and challenged by the podcast today. For more information on how to give, you can visit omegachurch.com forward slash give. Thank you for believing in our mission.